Happy, 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 happy. How many times is that? Happy, 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 happy. It's like 10. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you guys are doing good, man. It's officially Friday, so you know what it means. Uh, that means the Get Real Zone podcast. Uh, I want to do something new. If you are a new viewer, if you are a new listener, if you are a new subscriber, subscribee, um, if this is your first time ever being on this uh, podcast, I just want to welcome you guys. Uh, my name is Justino George. I am your lead host for the Get Real Zone podcast here where we can just talk about the things that bother us, the things that's in our hearts, uh, that's in our hearts, the things that are on our hearts, something like that. Um, just speaking about uh, issues in the world, uh, also speaking about the issues that we have in our church. Um, you know, and et cetera, and so on and so forth. So once again, if this is your first time ever coming here, or if this is your first time here, I want to thank you guys so much. Um, thank you for all my supporters, man. Shout out to everyone who supports and just shows love. Um, I got to give it one big shout out to my boy James, man. Uh, bro, he always shows love, man. He always shows love, man. Like I'm talking about before it's even Friday. He's like, yo, just, yo, you already know what's going on. Obviously, some different choice of words, but all the time, man, he's just like, yo, bro, you already know what's going on, man. Shows love. Always post this, like, on his Instagram story. Always post this wherever, man. Every single time. Like, big shout out to my boy, man, James. That's all love, man. Appreciate you for that. Um, but, yeah, most and foremost, man, I just want to, first and foremost, man, I just want to give a big shout out to also, just aside from that, just everyone who's been supporting. You know, I've been getting nothing but good feedback. Obviously, a lot of criticism as well. Um, there's some people that think this show is whatever, I guess, too worldly. But, man, honestly, when we come on here, we're talking about the things that's on our hearts. Like, we're talking about the things that hurt us. We're talking about the things that um been hurting us for a really long time. So, for a person to come on and have, you know, the audacity to say that this show is too worldly, man. Uh, my thing is that I just don't think that a lot of things going on in the church are too spiritual. So, hey, you know, it always goes both ways. But, yeah, man. Once again, just thank you for all the people who've been supporting me. Thank you for all the people who've just been on this wave literally since the beginning. I think now we're up to like 60 plays. Um, that's big for me, man. Like that means that people are tuning in. That means people are listening. So yeah, like do me a favor, man. Share this with all your friends, with all your family, with all your close people. And man, like get this to 100 plays. Like that's one of my goals. Like I want to get this to 100 plays, man. Like I want to make sure that everyone's listening. I want to make sure that everyone knows that they have an opportunity to come on the show uh, to really just speak and get things off their chest and just communicate, man. Like, dude, I think this is episode four. Like, yo, I'm just so excited. You guys don't understand. Like when this thing originally began, uh, I'm the type of person that I like doing things like in a rush sometimes. Um, that's kind of one of my biggest issues that you'll hear about, obviously. Um, you know, I kind of like doing things in a rush, but this has been building up over time. And I mean, like for a really long time, I've just been wanting so desperately to just start this podcast. And now that we have the opportunity to do it like together. And now that I think this is episode four or five, if I'm not mistaken, like, man, this is like, this is dope. Like, this is like, this really makes me happy. Uh, yes, no, episode four. Uh, man, like this makes me really happy. And this is one of the things that I just, you know, not that I've been dreaming about for a long time, but this has been on my mind. And now that I have the opportunity to do it and just all the love I've been getting, all the support and all the people tell me like, you know, keep going, man. Like we love the content. We love all this stuff. You know, it's just, it's amazing to me. And, you know, I appreciate you guys so, 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 so much for that. But without further ado, man, let's jump into a word of prayer. Uh, let's get started on this quick segment today. And, um, yeah, you know, like I said, there will be a prayer box. Um, I, I may have not been consistent with that. I'm sorry for that. 
but starting on Mon Sunday, yes, yeah, Sunday, uh, there will be a prayer box. And for anyone who wants a prayer request, anyone who has anything they want to pray for, um, obviously it will be anonymous. You don't have to say your name. Uh, just put your name in that Instagram prayer box, right? Uh, it's going to be kind of like, you know, that whole questions thing. And you just drop your prayer in there and let me pray for you on the show. Let us pray together. And yeah, so without further ado, man, let's get into it. Um, just kind of one thing that I kind of wanted a lot of prayer for was just, uh, man, for the Lord to continue to give me guidance. Um, I've dealt with a couple issues this week that kind of exposed my character, I guess, quote unquote. So, you know, I just really need prayer for that. I just pray that the Lord continues to open my mind and just mold me as the man or the servant that he so desperately, want, uh, that he so desperately wants me to be for me to be saved. Uh, so, yeah, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, great is your faithfulness. Great is your name. Great is everything you do for us, Lord. Uh, just for for you are so good, Lord. And God, we come to your your house. Forgive me, Lord. Uh, we come to your feet right now. Uh, we come to your to your presence in your presence, praying uh, as a group of individuals who've been hurting, who've been struggling, uh, who've been just <sighs> so misguided. As so has the world been, Lord, with this whole coronavirus pandemic, Lord. But we just trust you and we know you and. Uh, we want to get to know you more, but for the things that we do know, we know that you are a good, benevolent, kind, just uh, merciful Father, Lord. And because you are those things, God, we trust that you have a divine plan for this coronavirus, Lord. And it may not go according to our plans, God, but nonetheless, Lord, it is your plan uh, that rules over all, Lord. Uh, bless us, keep us safe um, as we take in your Sabbath, your holy day, Lord. I just pray that we could just be in the company and the rest of our friends and our family, God. And these things in Jesus' most kind and precious name, amen and amen. Wherever you are, a uh, big shout out for you to uh, stay in with the prayer with us. Um, if I have any followers or any listeners who are not Seventh-day Adventists, uh, essentially uh, for us, the Sabbath day is Saturday, uh, which essentially is the Sabbath day. Um, but yeah, so whenever you hear me and I'll speak about just, oh, well, Thank you, Lord, for entering the Sabbath. That means that on Friday sundown, we begin to observe the Sabbath day, right, which is essentially Saturday. So, yeah. So, yeah, just kind of a quick explanation. I know that people were kind of wondering about essentially what was that about. Uh, so today what we're going to be talking about is, like I said, it's a short segment uh, because I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But next week's going to be pretty dope. And I know that the last two episodes, I went kind of, you know, about an hour, uh, about an hour for you etc minutes so you know i kind of want to keep up with this pace where it's not really short segments right but it's it's pretty good segments i don't know how to explain it but like not really super long super short segments but you know uh last week's episode was pretty long it was pretty emotional as well um the week before that it was you know it was it was that thing was an hour that thing was a good smooth hour so i kind of want to keep it around that range of just if I'm producing two long episodes, then obviously it will be that one kind of short, pretty cool episode, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, let me know what you guys want. Honestly, this isn't about me. This is about you guys and you guys like listening to. This is about what makes you guys happy. So, if you guys want long episodes, man, shoot. I'm going to do long episodes. Like, if you guys want short three-minute episodes, yeah, I got it. I'm going to do short one-minute, 30-second episodes. No, I'm playing. But essentially, um, there were a questions. There were a few questions I was getting right from just everywhere, really. And, you know, I kind of wanted to address five questions today. Uh, they're going to be pretty much right to the point. Um, and, you know, I kind of restructured, reordered them, right? Uh, because there's this one in particular that I really liked at the bottom. And I think that we could all relate to my answer, right? So without further ado, let's get it. Uh, the first question is, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Uh, my, first, my 
I have a lot of favorite Bible verses, right? Um, and if you know me, man, you know that like I love reciting Bible verses because I just believe with just knowing the Word of God in critical moments of our life. So if I'm depressed, if I'm upset, and I tell myself the Word of God, I know that in that moment, uh, things may not all heal around me, but I know that my heart will be at peace, right? So I say a lot of Bible verses that I really like, but essentially there's this one that I just, oh, I love the verse so much right now, which is essentially, I believe it's a first John chapter four, verse 17 through 18, right? So essentially the basis of it is, uh, you know, perfect love drives out fear. Um, you know, there really can't be fear in love. And usually I think a lot of times what we'll do, right, is, oh, well, let me get to one of my other favorite Bible verses before I jump into that one. Um, essentially, uh, there's another Bible verse that I really love, which is found in Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 31, which is, you know, if God is for us, what shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And the reason why I love that verse so much is that my eldest sister, uh, many years ago, many moons ago, I guess, <laughs> she began this program at our church, right? And it was called Saturday Night. And if you know me now, uh, a big reason why I'm such a youth uh, advocate, like the reason why I'm so just, oh, like the youth is just where I I feel like my heart is, where my ministry is, is because I seen the work that my sister did before me, right? My eldest sister, Ruth and Dan now, um, uh, like if you see the work that she was doing, right? And I would see it as well, but at the time it was hard for me to understand it, to kind of grasp what she was doing. And also my sister, uh, my my elder, older sister as well, Teresa Maya. Uh, for both of them, like, just the work they were doing for the youth, like, I mean, they were in arguments, constant dispute with, like, the church, and just, the church didn't want this to happen, the church didn't want that to happen, and a lot of times, it seemed like they were down, and it seemed like they were out of it, but, like, they would just always recite, if God is for us, who can be against us, and just, we noticed that, man, God took programs that looked like they were dying, and literally resurrected that thing, and brought it back to life, and, you know, my sisters, they were just kind of a big factor in why that was my favorite Bible verse, because I seen the work and the struggle they went through. And to me, it was just like, man, like I need to like, that's what I want. Like, I want that same uh, energy. I want that same like fire in me, I guess. And yeah, that was kind of one of the, that was one of my favorite Bible verses as well, which is in Romans chapter eight, verse 31. But my favorite verse right now, right now, right now, right now, not before right now is uh first John, I believe it's a first John. Uh, for 17 through 18. If I'm getting it wrong, y'all know me. Forgive me. Um, but it's essentially, you know, uh, it speaks about that, that their uh, perfect love drives out fear. And man, what I love about that is just, I think a lot of times, right, when we read the Bible and we see when the uh, word of God speaks about love, right? Um, man, a lot of times what you'll notice is that people like to place themselves in that love, thinking that somehow, some way they're their imperfect love can somehow be a perfect love, right? And I love that because, you know, it, it, it gives us something to look forward to, right? That means we keep the Bible personal to us. That means we make it an interpersonal experience, really. But whenever the Bible speaks about love, what you'll notice is that it gives characteristics that human beings are horrible at keeping up to par with, right? So, like, it will speak about um, just true love. It, it, it's never, it's never, uh, it, it's never jealous. Uh, it, it's always... It's always pure, it's always kind, it's always really happy. Like, this type of love uh, holds no records of wrong, right? When you hear that, uh, we think about ourselves like, oh, you know, I want to hold no records of wrong. Like, I'm sorry to say, you can't do that. It's hard for you to do that because you're a human being. And whenever I read that, it speaks about the love, right? Or whenever it has that word love, right? And then you'll go into 1 John 4, and then you'll read in like verse, um, verse 4, chapter 4, 8... 
verse John. Y'all forgive me. Verse John chapter 4, right? Verse uh, 8 through 9, right? Now you'll read in there. And it says that, you know, he who does not know love does not know God because God is love, right? And then when you see that God is love, it kind of gives you an understanding that every time the Bible speaks about a characteristic of what love is, it's not talking about humans. It's talking about God who literally is the essence of love. And whenever I read that, you know, it gets me happy and it brings a peace to my heart because it's like, well, if there is anxiety in my heart, if there's worry in my heart, then that means that God, there is really an absence of God. So if I do begin to sort of put my trust in God and if I begin to love and lean to God more than I do my own worries, then that means that his love rather he will drive out completely all that fear and all that worry that's in me. So that's my favorite verse right now. Um, second question that I got was, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read this thing. Y'all forgive me. Uh, second question that I got was, uh, what did I learn in my last relationship? Right. Um, I don't like to bash any of the women I've been with because I know if I was in their position and no, I'm sorry. Yes. I know if I was in their position and I was bashing me all the time, they wouldn't like that. So just, I, man, I don't care if people I've been with for speaking to, uh, spoken to, in that essence, uh, in that way, we're talking bad about me. I just feel like it's not my place to disrespect anybody. So, yeah. So, all I'll say to that is I learned in my last relationship that there's nothing, and I mean nothing, like literally nothing, um, that you're asking for that is too much in a relationship if it means that you are being treated correctly. Um, let me kind of, let me obviously, let me add on to that crazy point. Um, you know, when I was with women in the past, right, uh, one thing that I would ask for is communication, right? Not, it doesn't have to be everyday constant communication, but rather communicate with me, right? So obviously includes like, let's try not to lie to each other because I feel like lying in every relationship, right? It could be friendships as well, right? Uh, note that I'm not just talking about relationships. I'm also talking about friendships here. So just lying in friendships and relationships, it brings down uh, just the trust that you can have between two people, three people, doesn't really matter, but it ruins the trust factor. And it makes it so that that person now to you is unbearable because all they want to do to you is lie. Oh, all they, all they really do is lie. And my thing is, if you begin with a small lie, then it becomes easier for you to go on with a big lie, right? So you'll notice in relationships when somebody does something very uh, minuscule, they'll begin to do it at such a major rate. And because you've been taking the things that are really tiny and you've been accepting that in your heart for such a long time and because you've been allowing that to happen for a really long time, now when they do something that's incredibly just horrible to you, you're okay with it. Why? Because you've been taking those things that are just just, just smaller in, in concept, in aspect, right? You've been taking disrespect. Uh, you've been taking somebody to treat you wrong. So when they put their hands on you, now, I'm not saying it's your fault that they put their hands on you. No, the person who's doing it is horrible. They're scum for that. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying after a while to you, it's like, okay, well, I've been taking that for such a long time. What's a punch to me, right? And that's why a lot of times when we see women or people in domestic abusive relationships, we're like, why don't they just leave? Well, it's when you allow things gradually over time, certain things to you, you just become kind of normalized to it. They become normal to you. They're like, okay, whatever. Like it's been happening for such a long time that you don't see what everyone else around you sees, right? So in my relationships, all I asked for was trust, communication. And one thing I learned was that a lot of women, they wouldn't give that. It was just, it was a lack of communication, lack of trust between uh, two individuals, uh, her and I, obviously. Um, and just, I would notice that I would begin feeling 
ashamed or hurt because I was asking somebody to do something that any other person in the world should already know to do. There's no reason if you have a friend, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a boyfriend, whatever you have, there's no reason you have to ask them to be honest with you because the moment you begin to ask for honesty rather than them freely giving it to you is when you need to get yourself out of the relationship because the relationship is now toxic to you. So, yeah, that's kind of my thing. That's one thing I learned in my last relationship, which is essentially that uh, there's really no too much. You're asking for too much. There's no you're doing too much. It's it's like, yo, if I'm asking for this is because every person in the world deserves that. So if I'm asking for communication and honesty, there's no reason. But forget the fact that I'm asking for it. There shouldn't be people asking for that because that's what every relationship or that's what every friendship is essentially built on. That's a foundation. Uh, so, yeah. That's one thing I learned in my relationship. Uh, number three is, have you ever cheated and why? No, I have not. I may look like a cheater, but I have not cheated. Yes, I've heard I look like a cheater. I don't know what aspects a cheater has, but apparently I look like it. So I guess, no, I have not cheated. And why? Um, because when I was in high school, my senior year, right? Yeah, this was crazy. I'm not going to say any names, but I was cheated on um, for a couple of months, really. Um, you know, I just, I should have, I should have known, right? It was kind of like, I knew what was going on, but I was too blinded by maybe my own insecurity that maybe I couldn't get with any other woman if it wasn't her. But essentially, I was hiding that I knew something was going wrong. Like, I knew something was wrong in that whole thing. And the fact that was, I was just accepting that for a really long time. And I think there was this one time, right? It was this really funny moment that happened. There was an exhibition that we were doing, right? So for the high school I was in, right, in Northeast Side, uh, when I was in Big Picture, right, so it's essentially nothing different, it's just we had internships, right, like I explained, I believe it was like in my first episode, um, there was an exhibition, right, so the exhibitions are usually at the end, there's a midterm exhi exhibition and a final exam one, right, so the final exam one, obviously, it's for the internship you've been doing all year, and then you kind of just explaining what has been going on, right, that's it, that's simple, so that day, uh, we were walking out of like our music class, right, so then... I'm walking, I'm walking, you know, and then I leave, right, because I think me and her got into, like, a little argument or whatever, it wasn't anything crazy, though, so then I'm going, I'm going upstairs, and then I turn around, because I'm like, you know what, let me go apologize to her, and I see this guy kind of, like, is behind her, like, in a hugging way, so I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, he wants to die, like, that's what he wants to do, so then I'm like, well, whatever, and she looks at me confused, like, and then she pushes him away, and I'm just like, why does he, here's my thing, right, when a person begins doing something to your significant other, the question isn't, why are they doing it? It's, why is my significant other allowing it to get to that point? Like, you, you get me? So I was just like, I wasn't mad at him. I was just like, why is she allowing it to get to that point in the first place? Because I wouldn't go to some random girl and hug her from the back. No. If I knew that girl was letting me do that for such a long time, maybe things are different. But I was just kind of confused about it, right? So then we go upstairs. And then, you know, I'm presenting the midterm exhibition, whatever. She's like, oh, babe, can you go my phone? I'm like, hey, no problem. I got you. So then holding her phone. And then the guy inside me just decides, let me, let me look at her phone. And then I look at her phone. Lo and behold. Good, good riddance, my lord. Lo and behold. I look at her phone. I see a Snapchat by this guy. And it's a very provocative uh, just question, right? So I'm not going to say the question because that's, that's immature of me. 
But let's just say he wanted to do stuff to her that uh, maybe he shouldn't have done because she was with me. I was like, cool, 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 cool. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a joke. I scroll up, and my goodness, this thing has been going on for months. Like, literally from the moment her and I started dating, it was going on for that long. Uh, more of the story, after, you know, pretty much after that happened, uh, I found out what was going on. I went up to him, um, and I threatened to kill him. It was high school, though, man. Like, come on now. Everyone threatened to kill each other in high school. I threatened to kill him uh, multiple times. Mind you, this was before I found my new relationship in God. Threatened to kill him. I threatened to beat him up in front of a lot of people. He was scared. And, yeah. And, you know, if I could go back in time and apologize to him, because me and him, we obviously don't speak uh, primarily because of that. You know, I will apologize because not only was that immature of me, not only was that ignorant, but it was just like my anger was in somebody who literally was just doing what any other person would have done if somebody was pretty much giving them an inch for the rest of the time. You know, he obviously went to take the mile and essentially she let him. And, you know, after that, like I remember the anger and the confusion and just kind of the hurt that was in my heart for many months. And I'm talking about for so many months, I was just upset and depressed and confused. Like, why would a person cheat on a person who who they said they were in love with? And that kind of just that anger drove me to hurt a lot of people. Right. And just I remember that pain so vividly, like, man, till this day, like that pain still kind of lingers around in my mind and my heart. And because of that pain and because of that hurt, um, I would never want somebody to feel what I felt in the moment ever. So just because of that, I remember that hurt whenever an opportunity would present itself to cheat on a woman. It would just be like, yo, you know how it was when you were hurt and crying and upset over just you getting cheated on by her. So why do it to somebody else? And that kind of just went, there was my, really, that was my philosophy, really, as far as why I would never cheat. And to this day, why I've never cheated, thank God. Um, number four is difficulty in college, uh, or really the difficulties that I faced in college. Um, my first year, my freshman year of college, right? And I think everyone gets this feeling. I grew up, I've been a mama's boy since I can remember. Like, dude, I love my mom. Like, I will go to bat for my mom. Like, I do not care. Me and my mom argue all the time, but... Like, that's my ride. That's my die. Like, she's always got my back. Like, I love my dad. Uh, my dad is, you know, really close, confident. I'm like, man, like, just, I love my father. Like, he's the man who I aspire to be even greater than him because, like, I feel like that should be every son's thing. Obviously, 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 forgive me. Uh, obviously, just wanting to be greater than the man who essentially created you. So, yeah, so every time I see my father, you know, I just, I see, like, who I desire to be in the future even even better. But when I see my mom, you know, my mom just, she was there for all my tears, just all my hurt, all my pain. Like, my mom's my ride or die. So, when I was away from um, from home, like, you know, I didn't really cry when I went to college because, granted, I was only three and a half hours away from my family. So, it was like, if I wanted to go back home and see my family, no big issue, I could do it. But it was just, man, staying in my dorm, uh, just by myself, <laughs> like, I mean, not by myself, but my roommate was there. Um, but just staying in my dorm, just away from my family, you know, it hurt because I was just like, you know, I kind of, I want to be home. Like I miss being around my mom. I miss being around my dad, uh, my sister, you know, my dog, like, you know, I just, I miss, I miss that home feeling. And that was something I had to deal with. And also treating people back home just differently. Like, I don't know what it was, but when I went to college, my freshman year, you know, my priorities weren't straight one. Um, I wasn't focused on God the way I should have been too. And it was just difficult for me to appreciate all the people back home with all the support they've been giving me right so when i came back home uh, you can ask any of my close friends like i treated them so pro- poorly like it was just i didn't want to hang out with them i didn't want to be around them the only person i wanted to be around was obviously my girlfriend at the time um so like it was just i hated my family for no reason like literally, i hated everyone back home for no reason 
And yeah, just college was just a really confusing time. But one of the things that I deal with in college that, you know, to this day are extremely difficult is just communication with professors or really a lack thereof. Um, just, you know, this semester so much like this semester was kind of an eye opener to something I've never realized before that there are some professors who care more about uh, their theology of why they're professors in the first place or their philosophy of why they're professors in the first place, rather than helping students accomplish something bigger than themselves. Right. So I'm not going to speak about the classes, but there's just this one class in particular, right? That, dude, I'm talking about, man, I, I never understood why I had to uh, share my share my literal, like, my agony and my pain and my distress and my trauma with a professor for them to be able to help me with an extension for something, right? Like, there was this, let's just say, there was this huge paper I had to do. This huge paper. 17 pages. Got 25% on it. Mind you, nobody else did even close to, like, five. I got it 25%. Now, mind you, I'm a great writer. And I mean that with all the respect. I'm a great writer. But this guy had something personal against us, a personal vendetta, um, just taking points away. Like, my thing is, second semester of this of this year, no reason why people are taking attendance. Like, it makes no sense. Why even take attendance? And more of the story, this guy ends up giving me, like, C plus or whatever. But my biggest issue is just... I don't know, man, like, my biggest issue is just there's certain professors who just, they, they care more about their job or they care more about their title rather than they care about helping a student who obviously wants to accomplish something big in their life. And, yeah, just communication with professors, that's been kind of my biggest issue. And, you know, selecting, just selecting the right friends. And, yeah, that's about it, man. You know, college for me, it's not that it's been a breeze. Obviously, there's always that time where I slack off and there's always time where I just decide that's not that important. And, obviously, you know, there was a semester where my grades kind of portrayed that. But, you know, this semester I locked in, I stay focused. I was like, dude, I'm not getting below a C light this year. So, yeah, so, you know, obviously my grade showed it this year. And, yeah, that's kind of always been my biggest thing is just missing back home, missing my family, and obviously communication with professors. And last but not least, uh, biggest issue that I face, uh, biggest biggest issue that, I'm, that I deal with today, um, and I'll spend just a little bit of time on this before we get out of here. Uh, my biggest issue today is my lack of understanding at times for some people's hurt, right? And I think we all deal with this. Um, I'm a really passionate person, right? Um, I have a personality that's really just, I'm a huge extrovert. Like I love talking to people. If I'm not speaking to somebody, if I'm not speaking, it feels like I'm going to die. No joke. No, like not even kidding. So I'm a huge extroverted person. Um, I love talking to people. I love speaking to people. I love communicating with individuals. And I just feel like a lot of times, right, I go about understanding the way somebody's going through something, understanding their hurt, understanding their sadness in a really poor way. And, you know, a lot of people who I consider friends, they will attest to that. Like, there's a lot of times where I'll blow them off or I'll cut them off or just because I'm angry about a situation. And rather than sitting there and communicating things with them, I'd rather kind of shut myself away from them because I just don't want to speak to them at the moment. And that's kind of always been my biggest issue. And because of that, I lost a lot of good people in my life. I lost a lot of good friends. I lost a lot of people who I consider, you know, close, like family, like blood to me, because I just rather kind of uh, literally exile myself from everyone rather than talk about the things that are hurting me, talk about the issues that are hurting me, talk about the things that are on my mind. And yeah, man, that's kind of really my biggest issue. And one way that I've been trying to deal with that is just realize that it's bigger than me. You know, people, the way I look at it now, people depend on me at times. Um, you know, I have people who they look up to me. And if I'm acting out in a certain way that doesn't go according to what my job title, quote unquote, pastor is, or 
goes with what I say about myself, then there's no reason why, uh, you know, just, well, I kind of lost my point. Right, there's no reason why I shouldn't act the part, right? So, yeah, one of my biggest issues is just I need to do a better job of being a good friend. I need to do a better job of communicating even through my anger and my hurt. But essentially, that's the episode. Remind you guys, uh, share this, share with your friends and family. I share with everyone, and yeah, man, and for a lot of you, for a lot of guys, for a lot of you guys that have been asking, yes, I do speak Portuguese, I think there was like one person who asked me, um, yes, and that's all I will say, that I was, my family, uh, my ancestors before me, we were colonized by the Portuguese, and they gave us their language, and even though they gave us diseases, they gave us their language, thank God for that, right, uh, but yeah, guys, that is all I have for you guys today, um, thank you guys so much for the questions I got, thank you for the little Q&A that I got, and yeah, man, stay safe, stay indoors. I know that they're lifting up these orders, but be smart, guys. There's people's families who are dying out here. Um, don't don't be that person who you want to go out there, get a haircut, go to the park, go to the beach, and you end up getting yourself sick or the loved ones around you sick. So yeah, stay safe, uh, stay blessed. Also, if you guys ever need anything, please do feel free to hit me up. You guys know my Instagram at the real Pastor Justino. Twitter at the real. I mean, Twitter is. The no Twitter is at Pastor Justino. Facebook is Justino Kambungu George. And yeah, man, one love. Hope you guys are all well. Uh talk soon to you guys next Friday. Peace.